0: right here. Hi Paul, this is Warner Brothers uh Studios calling you. Uh we have a proposition for you and we think you we have this brand new film coming out soon that we have in pre-production. It's another great superhero film. It's based on everyone's favorite magical hero, Shazam. And we would love it for you to be our lead actor in that because it's going to be a barn burning comedy. We really would like you to be the lead in this. Ooh,
1: ah, I, I'd actually love to do that. It sounds really great, but I just signed on for Ant Man. I don't think I can do both at the same time. I think Marvel would really uh, not like that very much. Paul, you don't understand. This is going to revolutionize and make the DC
0: superhero film franchise greater than Marvel's. We offer you a stake in Sierra Nevada's brewing if you take on this endeavor. Really,
1: sounds great, bombastic. I like it. Unfortunately, I'm just gonna have to pass on this one. <sighs> well, thanks, Paul. We'll try looking elsewhere, I guess. I do want to try out the catchphrase, though. What's the catchphrase?
0: That's only for the lead actors. Sorry, Paul. All right, God damn it, Joyce! Look up Paul Rudd impersonators. Or we're gonna be fucked. <laughs>
1: blood and black rum podcast presents shazam hey guys welcome back to the blood and black rum podcast i'm ryan from cultivation.com and i'm joined by my co-host martin how's it going and uh we're back again with another uh superhero movie because, because they're just like coming out bam bam bam. Because we're not just a horror podcast. We're
0: we're not doing Pet Cemetery First.
1: No. Nope. We're doing uh the superhero movies because that's what sells. We're doing Captain Marvel. One thing that I will say that's kinda of funny, is that Shazam just released in theaters last week and in our movie theater that we had, and it's the only one in town now. Ah, uh, there were there were uh, three other people <laughs> in the entire theater, which was kind of alarming because Shazam actually had a really good opening weekend, and to see that our movie theater that literally Barren. I will say again the only one around now, Barren. only had three people in it besides us, that was a little bit alarming. Like. Like, we better get some people into these movie theater stat, or else I'm we're pretty... not going to have a movie theater I know, anymore. we're going to have You're to start have driving out to Albany. Like fucking 45 to 50 minutes just to get to a movie. But uh, <clears throat> we did see Shazam this weekend, or, well, not this weekend, actually. It was Tuesday. Tuesday night. Captain Marvel too. Basically, yeah and uh yeah so we were looking up uh, because i don't really know that much about shazam at all um i have read the origin story that was like shazam number zero that was in some new 52 comic i think but other than that i don't really know that much about the character but we were looking up some information about him and yeah i was surprised to find that literally his name was captain marvel in the 1930s
0: i didn't know that i remember back in the day when history channel actually used to do history things and not just Fucking terrible! Ancient aliens? Reality TV shows. Uh they did. This is like back in two thousand four, two thousand five. They did a documentary series on uh com- the history of comic books, uh narrated by Keith David. Hmm. Delightful. Um, and it was pretty cool. And that's how I I knew about uh Cap uh Shazam, but back in the day, originally known as Captain Marvel. So that's something I always you know
1: I've known for quite a while. It's a um, weird situation that occurred in the whole history of of comics comics are kind
0: of bankrupt as it is on ideas
1: even since like the 60s everyone's got to be pure of heart and you know so at that time when captain marvel came out um there was already superman right yeah and so and uh so that is a really weird kind of scenario because this was not originally a DC comic. It was a... Fawcett? Fawcett comic. And so, for DC to go out of their way and say, like, yeah, we'll pick it up. You know, that's kind of weird because they were really, really similar characters between Superman and um, Captain Marvel. So, for them to go out of their way and sort of license this character may have been... It may make sense because they want may, wanted, may have wanted to distance... The character from Superman because they were so similar. So, in one way, you're spending money on licensing this character that might be the same as your other character, Superman. But at the same time, you're kind of limiting your uh, your competition. Uh, yeah, the competition on this too, because you know if you got if you got a guy in a separate comic universe that is really the same as Superman, you're gonna want to do your best to distance that character from yours. I know,
0: but at the same time, think about. Uh...
1: Redundant characters throughout. Sure, I mean, sure. You know. There's a there's a bunch of I mean, redundant characters. So you can actually a lot of the characters, and even Shazam, as we'll talk about in the um, film review itself, Shazam has a lot of redundancy in its background of how Shazam comes to be and and character motivation. There, all, it's all really the same. And so there's a lot of redundancy that you get when you're just talking about comic book origin stories that. I think uh pops up throughout all of comic history. So yeah, we we talk about uh comic movies quite a bit on this show, and uh I think that we probably seem like we're comiced out, but at the same time, when a DC comics film comes around, we're all in because I don't wanna say that we we're expecting it to be bad. I am. But but in general, they tend to be. So I think we were a little bit more surprised with Aquaman being as good as it was, which I wouldn't say it was great, but it was at least a step up from... You liked it more than I did. Yeah, yeah. Nice. It was at least a step up from, from some of the other films in the DC universe. And then, you know, when we get to Shazam, I will say that I did not have very high expectations for it, especially seeing the trailer and see, sort of the way that the trailer was cut made it seem very um, corny and uh, childish. To be fair.
0: What trailers out there these days are any good?
1: That's true. They're I mean, all the same. They're all very, very similar. I've
0: right said now. it a thousand times on here. I miss like the 1970s, like four minute long trailer with the narrator spelling out the entire film for you. Yeah. That's what I want brought back. None of this constant yeah. jump cut yeah. things.
1: Yeah. It is very, uh, they're all very laid out and they think about it a lot. I'm sure there's a. A, a PR group that is just like sitting there like, you know oh, what? Wow. Uh, what did, uh, what did Wonder Woman do? Okay. Uh, cut it the same way. And so I, I thought like Shazam, it, you know, it didn't really have much promise to it. Um, but going into this film and watching it, I was pleasantly surprised. And I know that a lot of other people were as well. And one of the things that Shazam does not have is the Zack Snyder, darkness surrounding it the the swirling black emo-ness of of a Zack Snyder film and I think that's helpful because a lot of especially for Shazam because Shazam is more of a light-hearted comic and it's not really something it, it focuses on darker things but at the same time it's like sort of a young what I would call a young adult comic it's not completely a shonen right yeah it's not a completely like an adult dark comic like what I would call Batman, because Batman has a lot of different feeling to it than. Well, Batman's everything. I think over the recent years, the yeah. whole, especially after, you know, like,
0: now in the mainstream, after, you know, the Chris Nolan trilogy, it's become so f- hyper focused on, like, Batman's the dark and gritty comic. Yeah. If you really yeah. want dark, gritty stories, it's like, yes, you're missing out several decades where Batman's like, oh, look at
1: this little goofy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I would say like now Batman is which, very dark comedic. Which is a
0: shame too, because you want to know what one of the best Batman films is? The one with fucking Adam
1: West. Yeah. I love that movie. It's not my favorite Batman movie, but it's so great. But I think we're seeing that shift, especially in DC now, where they're sort of focusing on characters that can be both somewhat darker, but also with a more comedic nature to it. Things that didn't really work out so well for Batman v Superman, which was constantly brooding <laughs> the um, whole time, it was just a you know whiny cry fest. Yeah, like, and then <sighs> and then Suicide Squad, which was sort of like a
0: weird combination, try, trying to be funny, but yeah. yeah. Which by I don't understand by the way either how like that incarnation of Harley Quinn is so popular,
1: right? I'm not a big fan either. It's
0: fucking terrible.
1: And I I, I don't love that incarnation. It's not uh like it's, oh it's, to me it's not really Harley Quinn. It's, it's like fucking a, Juggalo shit. Yeah, it's a weird uh weird mix of like Sorry, Juggalo. What bro. they <laughs> what they got from Harley Quinn and like sort of a new conventional style of Harley Quinn. I don't know. It's really strange, but but back to Shazam, um I definitely didn't have high expectations for it, but I will say that, you know, before we get into the film itself, I was pleasantly surprised with what we got because it's so far away from some of the other, like the starting point of the DC universe, which I think we should mention has been sort of been announced that it's not really so much of a universe anymore as it is characters within a shared uh, world, which I mean, again, this sort of gets uh, confusing, but it's, it's not, not, it's not confusing cuz that's again it's
0: still a shared connected universe. Yeah. It's are, just that not... t- I mean the f- first couple of Marvel films weren't connected. That's why you had Iron Man, then like Thor, and then Iron Man, and then Captain America, then Iron, you know, Yeah. All... I
1: think the big announcement with that is not that, you know, there's not characters that kind of come and go and flip between films. It's that the the universe itself they're not building right now they're not building towards anything that combines all of these characters again like Justice League which oh. i think is probably the best idea because it was a terrible idea to have only two films come out and then plop in a Justice League here uh it's just not you know there was not enough building of character to really cement that idea well
0: yeah they like like we said before on, like, Batman v Superman, Justice League. They just, like... It's like, you fucked it up. Like, you did everything ass-backwards. Yeah. Like, you rushed to, like, some... Like, Batman v Superman should have been your Civil War, your midpoint film. Yeah. Where, you know, yeah. that... Again, it's like, I'm not... I'm, I'm not an English major like Ryan, but it's like, I understand, like, rising action, climax, you know, and, like, character arcs, and, like, they gotta reach a high point and then reach low and have... Rivalry, and they just like fucking threw it all in the first act. Like, oh yeah, we're we're not gonna do a Batman film. We're only, Man of Steel was like ten years ago. We're gonna do Batman v Superman because wouldn't that just be cool and make a shit ton of money? And then like, oh, it goes nowhere, and and then we do Wonder Woman and
1: does its own thing, and then like, oh, Justice League. Yeah, and it's just a fucking clusterfuck. They, uh I think they did. They were smart to take a step back and say, okay the uh, all of the collaboration film didn't work so we're going to take a step back and we're going to do some solo films with some franchises that may not be as well Shazam's popular of,
0: he's Shazam is part of the Justice League
1: yeah so is you know aquaman I, but it depends on the iteration that they want to showcase and uh, you know i think that it's better to take a look at those films in a more like piecemeal light rather than trying to throw them all together just because you want to do a full group film. Like with Shazam, it works perfectly on its own, and they seem to have, which we'll talk about later in the show, they seem to have a good grasp on where they want to go from here with Shazam specifically. And it seems more of a lead-up that they would naturally have like Marvel does. Um, where they have a natural lead up to a new film for one specific character and then they go from there and that's how you sort of build that shared universe of having all these things happening at once and then you can kind of pull other characters in as needed to help with those threats like we were talking about in Shazam there is a significant lack of Superman who should be all over this case because technically the film takes place in Philadelphia, which does not have a superhero, which has been stated multiple times within the film itself. They say, oh, Shazam is the first superhero. So you would think Superman would be all over this sort of uh, when I was galactic... Like, and I was laughing, too, because um, I was telling you, like, uh, I'm like DC
0: doesn't use real cities in America. They all, like, you know, when they have Metropolis, Gotham, you always have, you know, Stark City, all these, like, different places, like, to act as a, a, a placeholder uh, yeah for, like a like pl- Gotham is yeah. new york city yeah and metropolis is like chicago yeah um but nope it's like hey we get we have fucking will smith basically he's in west philadelphia born and raised yeah and it's nice. just fucking weird it's like how, like I was telling, I've been saying to you a thousand times over, it's like how in Red Dead 2, it totally throws me off. For 20 years, Rockstar doesn't mention any real cities, and now in Red Dead 2, they're just bandying about, like, New York City, Saratoga, Atlanta, Denver, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I think this is a, the step in the right direction for DC, and...
0: So who's next?
1: Well... That's a good question. Who is next? Um, I think
0: Cyborg's next, but at the same time, like,
1: yeah, does, I mean, should Cyborg, I you, mean, you would think that they would want to do both Cyborg and the flash as part of their next iteration of films. Although Wonder Woman 1984 is around the corner as well. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. So, um, who knows? I'm not really sure exactly what's on the docket. And then Aquaman 2, obviously, is also in production. I really think they should cancel Cyborg. Well, I don't think it's a terrible idea I to to give this character more depth with his own solo story. The problem is that they already did it in Justice League. They already did a lot of his solo story in Justice League. Uh, but then again, like, I'm mainly saying because he's such a niche character
0: character True. it's
1: also yeah there's there's the issue of like what do you do with a character like like that?
0: where's you know
1: this is where you want back like, we're gonna
0: reboot green lantern you know we want sure. you know yeah, yeah. like so, like like when they like fully asset like if they get ever get around to justice league 2 and they have a full team like does martian manhunter really need a movie mm.
1: no as cool as it would be right you, you know, just don't you, want to stick him in there like katana Where you have, like, nothing going on with that character, and then all of a sudden,
0: yeah, they're here. Like, same thing, Green Arrow. Like, Green Arrow would be, like, a redundancy, too. Like, if they were to put him into the cinematic universe. Yeah. As cool as it would be to see, like, oh, he's got his own movie. There's only, you know. Yeah. So, because eventually it just becomes, oh, he's Batman with
1: arrows. Yeah, and and then the other problem is that they have that whole TV series that are going on at the same time. And so, especially with The Flash, you have a conflict there. With the Flash which of the is TV weird. series and the Flash of the film series, why
0: not make the fl- yeah, they're both? It, they're
1: both Barry Allen. And, it is a terrible idea.
0: Uh, which is one thing I don't understand. Like it's Barry Allen in the show and Barry Allen in the right. why? Why you couldn't had you
1: room to make it not Barry Allen?
0: Why couldn't you have Wally West? Right? You know? Yeah. It'd be the same thing. Like if they had like a Green Lantern TV show and it's like, oh, that's you know Hal Jordan. Why not have like the Green Lantern in the movie series be like John Stewart or you
1: know Kyle Rayner? Yeah just you know to... yeah just a lot of missteps here but the main thing i want to come back to before we go into our beer talk is that Shazam is a step in the right direction and we'll leave it at that for now as we end our intro and go into beer talk for today so uh on today's docket for beer we have peak organic Brewing company which is a uh, uh, have of... not and not, have not had on the podcast yeah before. it's kind of strange I, t- I i don't know why but i I just don't go out of my way to get Peak Brewing Company. I know why. It's expensive. Yeah, and they slap the "made from organic."
0: Uh. It's true. At least, at least for for me, not to sound like the person that hates that. I mean, I I don't buy it because it's it's pretty expensive around here. Yeah. Um, the whole like they use organic stuff. Uh, I'm fine with it, but at the same time, it's not something that speaks. I don't care. It's like it's like with the whole Bud Light campaign. Like, oh, Million Kuis uses queen syrup. I don't fucking care. True don't care like trying to avoid corn syrup at this point is like best luck <laughs> you know you, can't, you, yeah.
1: you really can't and you know what but makes your beer taste better so yeah. well uh one uh, the only thing i really know about Pete brewing company is that they they tend to do a seasonal ipa because i know i've had their fall ipa before and then the other thing i know is that they uh have a pretty minimalistic can and i i like that actually i like the minimalistic style of their cans um so i went out of my way this time to get a pack because it was on sale for 50 percent off and i couldn't pass up on that especially for their winter seasonal pack so i did pick one up and uh the shared beer that we had today was the fresh cut hoppy pilsner and uh that one you know Which I would even consider like a Pilsner from the way – like how hoppy it is. It is very hoppy, yeah. That one is – It's light,
0: crisp, and refreshing, but it's more like I would say like a kind of like a Session IPA. Sure.
1: Yeah, it's uh, definitely light, but it does have that um, pretty lingering hoppy flavor to it that – and I guess I would say you know the Pilsner aspect of it is just that it's very light, but at the same time, you're really working towards just being a Session IPA or a Session IPL in that respect because – there's not that much to distinguish it from a, another... I mean, it doesn't really taste like a Pilsner. No, like you're it, drinking a Pilsner yeah. Exa- like, mmm, yeah. fresh yeah, from Bohemia. Yeah. I mean, I would say that they're correct in saying that it's fresh. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to drink, very light. Uh, nice, cutting the,
0: cutting the grass yeah. on a nice, you know. Yeah, but, uh,
1: but at the same time, like, the Pilsner aspect of it is sort of questionable. You know, they could have gotten away with calling this, like, a pale ale or... Not malty enough. Yeah, not not maybe not. But uh, definitely sort of a one of those sessionable IPA styles that, I don't know. The I think once you get into this hoppy style, a lot of things um, sort of lose their secondary nature and the hoppiness t- sort of takes front billing on it. And so you end up getting something like akin to basically a pale ale or even on the – lower IBU side of an IPA and I think that's exactly what fresh cut is it's very very on the line between an IPA style and what they're calling a pilsner yeah I'd still say it's good I mean no I, I definitely enjoyed it uh but again I think we're getting to the point and I've been I was thinking about this on my drive home and i was uh, mulling this over <laughs> and mostly because you also have been drinking prior to the beer you have now you were drinking harpoon's summer pack one hazy summer which is a yet again another new england pale ale style which in that pack for the harpoon summer pack they have two new england pale ales again in, in that <laughs> different pack and it's like you know I, for one, am finding that New England pale ales are just a waste of time. I'm not sure why they make them. I can think of a logo for them. I guess a New England pale ale would be when you want a drop of trop. You want <laughs> just a just a smidgen of a tropical flavor. And at that point, why bother? you should just cut up a pineapple and and squeeze a little bit into your beer, and then you have. Well, who wants this? A s- I say, who wants a smidge of
0: tropical flavor anyway?
1: It's a very distinct and yeah. powerful flavor, you know. And, and I would say that the New England, like, if you're gonna, if you, uh, there's a difference. If you want a pale ale, a pale ale has its place. It's a nice uh, balance between malt and hop that you get with a pale ale. If you want an IPA, you want uh, a stronger hop presence. And if you want a New England IPA, you want that haziness and that tropical flavor to be very pronounced. With a New England Pale Ale, you're not getting a a solid pronouncement of tropicalness. And you're not getting a lot of hop. And at that point, you're questioning, why even bother with it? Because you want one or the other. Well, my question
0: too is like when you say like the hazy – because they all have that nice hazy quality. How many people are fucking sitting around pouring their beers into – Nice, you know, I mean, I know beer snobs, like, oh, yes, yes, yes. Right, right. pour it into my yeah, but, nice flute glass, you know, to, but I'm not. If I got a beer and it's in a can, you know I'm drinking it from? the can. Yeah. There's and no, then, there's no point.
1: Yeah. And, and, and I don't go then, to the
0: beach, like, I'm like, oh, we're on the boat here. Oh, I brought this 12-pack of New England IPA, and I also brought some champagne glasses, too, to pour it in
1: so you can all admire the look of it. Yeah. I don't care. And I don't mind the New England IPA rush right now that's fine I think there's a place for it it's basically a tropical IPA if you want to call whatever you want to call it if you want to call it a New England IPA that's fine and I'm cool with that but I what I'm not cool with is taking that and then distilling it a little bit more and saying it's a New England pale ale because I find that there's really no point and there's not a lot of difference between a New England pale ale and a New England IPA you either go big or you just don't do it and I don't understand especially with the one hazy summer there's really nothing defining about that beer at all. It's, it's a very mediocre pale ale. It's a mediocre New England style. And they even outdo themselves in the same pack with the Rec League, which is probably one of the best New England pale ale styles that I've ever had. And it's really light, too. It, yeah, because it's light, but it's got that tropical nature to it. And I think it makes it that much better. Whereas the one Hazy Summer just really doesn't have either of those two qualities to it. And I think it's just a waste of space. You don't want to outdo yourself in your own pack. You don't want to make a new beer and then have a beer that's been around and put it in the same pack where people are like, no, that one's the better beer. Like, why even brew? They do that all the time. I know. It's a
0: a, a a terrible system.
1: And I, I don't understand with this New England pale ale fetish that people have now. Um, it's just sort of a waste of time because you could either be brewing a New England IPA or you could be brewing something else. And preferably, I think most people would rather see something else. No one wants to see another Nipah, which I like to call it. Nipah and Nipah.
0: I mean, I think there's a reason why they keep doing it because people can't get enough of it. I think the wait, biggest wait, wait, issue... Again, again, which is stupid because it's going back to like the Fresh Cut talking about like, oh, it's a Hoppy Pilsner. You want to know why I drink Pilsner's? Because they're not hoppy.
1: Yeah. Because it's uh, easy drinking. Nice, crisp, refreshing. Yeah. Quick
0: malt. You know, has its own type of character. That's what I want. Stop intruding on it. Imagine it's like, hey, you like Hefeweizen's? I'm going to make a hoppy Hefeweizen. It's like totally goes against what a Hefeweizen is. Yeah. You know, so I mean, it's
1: just stop. I think (laughs) just probably, and I'm not a beer chemist, but I would assume that the. the, draw to a New England pale ale is that it probably takes a little less time to brew. And so you have more time to brew it and brew more of it. And I think that may be the next big thing because it's a cheaper thing and it's a less time consuming thing.
0: Still sell it for more though. Exactly.
1: I'm not, like I said, I'm not a beer chemist, so I don't know that for a fact, but I would assume that it takes less time to brew. Especially if you got Harpoon brewing like three different New England pale ales in a session. That's like, you know,
0: think of like they could have a different like you have another line going for something actually Exactly. You know. Yeah,
1: you could have something completely different. Worthwhile. Like yeah. a Harpoon Hefeweizen. That's yeah. very very rare. A Harpoon ESB. Well, I don't no, think I've did. ever seen one. Well, I mean, to be fair, their UFO series is But that they've distanced themselves from the Harpoon brand. UFO is, doesn't even have Harpoon on it anymore. I no, like I know, but,
0: but I mean, it, it, the UFO, the unfilled you know, that's all, they
1: But, at the same time, though,
0: with the UFOs, like, the original and the, like, Raspberry or Hefeweizens, but, like, they have a Belgian white one. Yeah. So it's not all Hefeweizens, but it's,
1: like, they're... Yeah, they're a line of that style. Yeah. Which,
0: I haven't had a UFO in fucking... A coon's age. That's See, because but that's going back though to the days where I hated Hef
1: when I thought they tasted You used to you, you did yesterday you had a chance to get a pineapple UFO and you didn't get it.
0: Well I just didn't want to buy a single of it. Yeah. But I would probably like it. I had a Hefevision the other day. I was like, oh I need this more in my life.
1: But that's it. No uh no strong recommendations this week. Um Peak Brewing Company, I've been pretty uh pleasantly surprised with their pack. I did have I've had all four of the different styles in their uh, winter seasonal pack, and I thought they're all pretty good. They have a winter IPA, which is a New England paleo style, and I think they do a pretty good job on all those. So I definitely wouldn't turn people away from getting a Peak Brewing Company uh, pack or anything like that. No, yeah, it's good stuff. The only, just, the, just only I, it, the only thing that turns me off is the price, yeah, the price, price range. It's, uh, it's the
0: same thing with like Stone. So yeah, The other day, just, uh, when we saw Shazam. Their twelve pack of like IPA variety pack was twenty three dollars.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Laughably expensive for for the the rest of this. God, like, you
0: open up a can, like drink half, of it, and like seal it away, like <laughs> oh, save that for you know. Don't want to yeah. blow through it, you know. Like, yeah, that's right. Like you're drinking Johnny Walker Blue or something.
1: Well, the good thing about that is if you had two of their beers, you'd probably be having like 150 IBUs. So. <laughs> You you probably would want to save them. Away. Doesn't even taste like beer; just tastes like pine salt. Yeah. Woo!
0: yeah,
1: that's what they've done. They've just packaged a whole bunch of pine salt. They're like, we're saving loads of and then money. Marked it up, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they should get the pine salt away. To be I actually, I person. I actually am way too harsh on Stone because when I went to their uh, their uh, brewing den when I was in San Diego. Oh den! I don't know what it's called. Like, on, I dude. made that up. Their their tap room, I should say. I did enjoy it quite a bit. it was probably one of my favorite places when I was in San Diego. Well,
0: I'm not so. saying they don't make stuff that's enjoyable. I'm just saying for how much they charge, it's laughable. It's, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm more in the you know Johnny Walker Red Label
1: range, not the you know. Yeah. Not the blue range. Not the blue. All right. Let's talk about Shazam. Shazam with an exclamation mark. Say my name. That's right. You wanted to use Destiny's Child in the uh, intro, and Smell Destiny's that Child said, no, no, no. Well, you know what? They're not around anymore. Beyonce said, no, no, well, no. Well, to be honest with you, how many people
0: <laughs> these days even remember Destiny's Child even being a thing? I don't know. As big a, I mean, they just
1: no Seems be- like a nightmare to me. Just, they just know Beyonce. Yeah. Yeah, the other ones, they kind of faded out.
0: Not Kelly Rowland.
1: Yeah. Not the other two. <laughs> yeah, the other ones. <laughs> don't know the names, but not most the other people, ones.
0: Most people probably don't remember. They started off as a four piece and not a three piece. Yeah, deep dive into the 90s. That's right. But um, we so, should, you know what? We should have done that for Captain Marvel. What? Like, oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> use the Destiny Show. The other
0: Captain Marvel.
1: That's
0: right. Um, so the Brie Larson, we hate men, Captain Marvel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Shazam is sort of. Uh, a, a speaking, line,
0: speaking of um, when you were talking about, we should get a soundboard. Yeah. Every time Shazam is mentioned, we should have like a lightning bolt strike.
1: Oh, one thing that kind of that reminds me of this a little bit, which I found kind of funny, is I was watching a movie the other day and it had I had the subtitles on, and there was thunder crashing, and the subtitles every time it wasn't like this was a one time thing. Every time it said lightning crashing, and I was like, who doesn't understand? How thunder and lightning works. Lightning's the flash. Thunder's the boom. How do you not understand that? So I that think that reminds th- me of it. I think they're referencing uh, Liv's song. Lightning crash. I just found it kind of funny because lightning does not boom or crash or anything like that. Unless you're so close to it that you just got fried and you hear the zap of electricity. <laughs> But other than that, you know, so that just reminded me of that. Yeah, that's another underrated 90s reference right there. Live. Live. Yeah. Totally off topic, but (laughs) just had to bring it up because it did bother me. Um, But anyway, Shazam is um, a new lighthearted, I would say, action comedy from DC. It's Ant-Man
0: and Spider-Man. Yeah,
1: put in DC. Yeah. yeah, DC really. Um, I feel ripped like off. well, they ripped off, but for good reasons because it makes sense to have more of a Spider-Man sort of Ant-Man style with Shazam, and they really have done a good job of mimicking the style of both of those films um, and making Shazam more of a lighthearted film at um, approaching this. Uh, I guess I would say like somewhat grim tale. With more of a comedic approach. Um, so they enlisted the help of Zachary Levi um, as the titular character, Shazam. They found him in Dayton, Ohio, doing Paul Rudd impression. <laughs> well, if you don't know Zachary Levi, he was uh, the biggest role that he had, I think, was Chuck. There was a TV show called Chuck. You know that one? I know Coach. No. Chuck. Chuck would be the. The one that I'm talking about. What the hell is Chuck? Chuck was uh, a TV show from 2007 to 2012. Is that like USA. Um, Chuck was, I think, was on. Um, I'm not gonna look. I think it was. I think it was on USA. I think you're right. Um, and I didn't. I never watched it, but a lot of people were big fans of this. He was like a a CIA agent or something like that. Oh,
0: so he's like Monk, but not with the monkiness.
1: Well, yeah, because at the time on USA. Oh, actually, it was on NBC. I'm sorry. It was on NBC. So, but at the time... Well,
0: they owned they owned the.
1: Yeah. But it, it was similar to, to Monk and Psych and all those other shows. He was a CIA agent. Unlikely CIA agent. And uh, so that was, you know, that was his big claim to fame at that time. But I think he's done other stuff after that. I just don't really know of many things that he he's done after l- that. He
0: literally comes off as if... Uh, And I don't blame him for this, but I I literally feel like the direction for this uh, film was like, we wanted Paul Rudd, we couldn't get Paul Rudd, because we're five years too late to the punch on Ant-Man,
1: be Paul Rudd. It's true. It's true. They did want that sort of character in this film. So in this case... Shazam is actually a 14-year-old boy. Hell, this is almost like a superhero version of, like, 40-year-old Virgin.
0: Yeah. That's what I was always thinking about. I was like, oh, God, like, Paul Rudd's, like, sitting there at a convenience store, then all of a sudden he's back home playing Mortal Kombat. I'm like, hey, they took that from 40-year-old Virgin of, like, Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd playing Mortal Kombat Deception. But in this one, it's MK10.
1: That's a stretch. That's a stretch. Well, that's just, I what, say it that. that's just what it made me think.
0: <laughs>
1: but, uh... Except,
0: except it's missing the do you know how I know how you're gay, you know, part. That is true. Yeah. And they probably
1: it, should not include that in this film.
0: Why? They say shit every other word. <laughs> but, Just uh. Skirting past what, you know, passes as PG 13 these days.
1: But, uh, the, the Shazam, the storyline involves a 14 year old kid, um, who is Billy Batson, who is, uh, a orphan at this point, and he becomes uh Shazam after he's recruited by a wizard a desperate old wizard <laughs> yeah, a wizard who has to um find a suitable candidate for to take his place because he knows that he he's his power is weakening and he needs to find a new person to do uh all of his all of his, like all of the things that he does to uphold the world and of the and match and keep uh keep bad guys at bay and so you know he's been trying to find this good person who has really no bad qualities at all for so long that he actually ends up accidentally making an a you know an alter enemy out of another person who he had interviewed in the past
0: well this is kind of uh, the whole pr- the whole idea is kind of stupid cuz he's like I'm looking for somebody pure of heart cuz somebody else fucked it up you know they went turned to evil yeah so I'm looking for someone completely pure of heart to protect against the seven deadly sins wasn't well, mankind, like, formed out of, you know, the whole reason, like, there's right. or, original sin is because, you know, the seven deadly sins, and I'm no biblical or the, theologian, but, um... Yeah, he so was, So, mankind's already imbued with these kinds of sins. You ain't finding anyone with pure of heart. Yeah. Especially a 14-year-old orphan who's, you know, a street rat urchin. Yeah. Just looking for his mommy,
1: you know, it's... <laughs> Digimon Digital Monsters wants to find... The perfect candidate, right? He wants to find someone who is has, like, literally You're- no bad qualities whatsoever. Guess
0: what? He was born 2,000 years ago. His name was Jesus Christ. Guess what? He's dead! <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. and so, Just pick some schmuck and be like, oh, no. We're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so what we barely witnessed at the beginning of the movie, because we came in, like, one minute late and it was already Fucking In progress. Written. It was like when well, you. Well, that was a- the
0: best part. We were walking. We were walk- One. Alright, so this is the best part about the whole movie. When I get my ticket printed out, because so I didn't print it out, they just give me a cut off a piece of paper and write the theater that um, I'm supposed to go into because the printer's not working. Uh, which pisses me off because I saved the stubs like an idiot. Just to be like down the line when my memory's fried. i like, what movies did I see? <laughs> I look back and be like, saw that. But so they just cut like had a piece of paper, cut it out, and wrote what the theater to go into, so we started walking, and Ryan just instinctively goes into theater seven, which is usually where the big films of the week are playing, like the big you know big box office films. Nothing's playing in there, I'm like oh, okay, well. And these guys are following us, like, hey, I thought I was seeing, th- are you guys going to see Shazam? Like, yeah, we're going to see Shazam. It's like, oh, it said theater, th- they wrote down, told us theater three, but it's just music playing. There's no picture. I'm going to go, we'll go find out. And so we walk in there, it's, can't see, it's dark as shit, using our phones to light up where to sit. And you can't see anything. And then, like, four minutes in, it's like, oh, there, there's the picture, uh, and, like, Apparently we missed a lot because he's in some goddamn ancient temple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he stumbled upon the Enchantress's Fortress and Suicide Squad.
1: <laughs> yeah, but what we barely saw at the beginning part was that actually the wizard tried to recruit the film's villain, Dr. Savannah, as Which a... they do not say his name enough in this. They
0: don't. That's it's true. like mentioned twice. That is true. And I told you at the end, I was like, was this because the only Shazam villain I know is Black Adam? Yeah. So I was like, is, was that supposed to be Black? Because he does have like the power, like Black Adam. Basically, Black Adam's got the same powers as Shazam, except he's he's imbued with the power of the Egyptian pantheon, not the Greek pantheon. True. So I was like, was that supposed to be Black? Ad-? I don't fuck. What the fuck's going? You know, <laughs> who the fuck is this guy?
1: Yeah. You know, but they do. But so at the beginning of the film, they do set up that idea that the wizard has actually created an enemy. By trying to find a person that is completely perfect because what ends up happening to this little
0: boy went to grab the tesseract I mean the uh, <laughs> magical stone that's kind of like the tesseract and he's like, no, only those of pure pure heart can touch that and
1: then and he shoes the boy away and yeah and so what so that ends up forcing Dr. Savannah to spend his entire life trying to get back to this wizard's temple so that he can grab the tesseract whatever it's yeah <laughs> whatever it's called the special stone <laughs> and uh use its power for evil because at that point he's sort of been tainted and not like that because it's um his father and brother think he's a
0: piece of shit you know this it's just true. True. Eight, little eight-year-old boy which don't you love that <laughs> which don't you love that too when like they get in the car accident and um
1: the brothers like you did this,
0: you. It's like, no, you were in the middle of the road, like you know.
1: Right? Yeah, you just kind of sat in the middle of the road. Yeah, as, as you, you know, were, as you got plowed by that truck. Yeah, I did like. Don't that you too. love
0: that movie cliche though, and like TV cliche where oh, the yeah. character's just like, "Ew, this is your fault." No.
1: <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, I like that, and I think that um, in this film, Doctor Savannah, as the main antagonist is probably one of the weaker points of the movie. And that's because... It follows the DC trope of having dog shit enemy, uh, villains. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, it, Dr. Sivana, uh, despite the fact that we get an introductory prologue about him, is very one-dimensional as a character. And you know that because you see Mark Strong, who's a fucking white, he- white bald-headed man with sunglasses on, and you know immediately, yeah, that's a bad guy. That guy is, like, the <laughs> Which, prototype of a bad you guy. You brought up the cogent point of, like, why
0: can't they ever be the good guy? Like, right. You know, just be like, hey, guy. Oh, wow. Hey, yeah.
1: Like, hey. when you see Dr. Savannah in his laboratory uh, sitting in the back as uh, his assistant is interviewing someone about going to the Wizard's Temple, you're not thinking, like, this guy's out for good. You're thinking like this guy is out for blood. Yeah, he's this like, guy's completely evil because he's at and he. This is even before he's like, "Tell me more."
0: You know, yeah. "Tell me, what, what, what was on the clock." You know, I, like
1: I, you know, and I will say I think Mark Strong does a pretty good job, and they do a good job of making Doctor Savannah into sort of a a parody of a bad character, but at the same time, I would have appreciated them a little, just doing a little bit more to. Make sure that Doctor Savannah didn't look like just a generic villain. one They should have
0: gotten. Ke- you can tell the role was written for Kevin Spacey. Yeah, he's just like, just have a nice ball. You know. Well, at
1: this point, Kevin Spacey is pretty easy to dislike. So if they p- stuck him in like a antagonist figure, you'd be like, fine. You
0: know I, mean? I know, but it's like the like perfect like Kevin Spacey like.
1: No, it is. Yeah. Yes. Especially when Doctor Savannah strolls into his father's. Um, board meeting. Oh that, with sunglasses that's a, on. That's one of the yeah. I know, like that's one of the best it parts is, too. You know what? He's almost got like this fur mink uh, hood on. Yeah, it's great. I mean, that's that's definitely like the typical villain portrayal, and yep. it's very generic. But at the same time, I did appreciate that little. Nod to just him being like absolutely ridiculously villainous.
0: I still, I still think that whole boardroom scene of him using the seven deadly sins to wipe out all the board members of his father's company, um, and his father and his brother—they ripped that off from Dogma. Yeah, yeah. That's what. That's what. That's what Matt Damon and Ben Affleck do. Is they're the angels of death go to the movies uh, boardroom and slaughter everyone in there for being
1: sinful except this one woman like no you're you're pure you're in it. you're good go home go yeah home. you mentioned that and i don't really i don't know that <laughs> scene that you're talking about but um i can imagine yeah but uh so so with shazam um we have the uh the whole prologue could, have been, Mi- sur- could have been michael keaton too as the villain true in fact he's in the movie so <laughs> yeah. as, as bystander with child number two <laughs> Uh, but uh, for after that prologue scene of showing dr. Savannah's character uh, that his his childhood and, and being passed up by the wizard we do get um, the new uh, main character Billy Batson who has been chosen by the wizard to be Shazam and so there's a whole origin story of Billy Batson um, facing his own internal demons about being an orphan and being left by his mother um and then becoming shazam and accepting a new family of uh people that have been adopted uh as part of his own not adopted they're foster that's true they're fostered that's right and uh so we billy batson is uh basically the combination of very emo Spider-Man 3 Tobey Maguire. <laughs> and, um, He's just missing the... Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> the more contemporary Spider-Man. And uh, I think that... He's got Latin at me. That's true. You do. You have uh, Marta Milan as Rosa, who is his uh, foster mom slash um, fantasy stepmom porno... <laughs> uh, I guess you know in his dream sequences um and so billy batson is uh sort of this uh, a character that you get more you get more information about it, uh because he's the one that's been that's continuously searching for his mother after he lost her in a crowd when she when he was about what six i don't know no like 3 the kid does not look three. Yeah, you know that's what, and place. his mom, and you know what,
0: and his mom doesn't look like she's seventeen. But that's guess, true. That's true. Guess we what? Go by guess the... what? We got fifty-year-old so and so playing seventeen-year-old. Oh, I just, I just want to believe
1: you there, because I. Yeah, you're I'm right. 17. You're right. We got to go by the the internal logic of the film. But uh, yeah, the kid doesn't look three. But, yeah, so he, his uh, mother loses him when he's three, and then Billy Batson spends his entire rest of his life trying to find this mom, and eventually... Which, if
0: you think about it, I know foster, the foster home system kind of sucks. Yeah. You don't think there's, like, not... They don't have, like access to at least a database. It's like, here's your mother's name. This is where she's at, you know.
1: Well, they probably... And you kind of see that a little bit in the film, but they don't really give it out because... They are concerned for the foster child. That, no,
0: but I'm. I'm just saying. So I mean, if anything, they probably already know. Like, probably, you know, yeah. They probably so, do. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But uh, Billy Batson, he, he, you know, that's his. That's his main main point throughout the film. This is why he's emo. It's why he's upset because he can't find his mother, and that's the big storyline behind Billy Batson's character. Now, the one thing that doesn't really, um work for me that much in this film is that billy batson as a kid as the 14 year old billy batson is very um upset all the time he's not really uh, personable he doesn't have a whole lot of friends and he's not into even having a family with his foster family he's got
0: the best foster family in the world but yeah absolutely they, he's got, like he's he, got the one Duke fo- from
1: the walking dead and he's got a really hot latin mother
0: and they've been foster parents, so they know, and they actually are, you know... They're not, cool, they're hip. And, they, you know, they
1: care, they actually care, and, yeah. you know... And the one thing that really stood out to me is when Walking Dead Dad was, like, <laughs> uh, having a conversation about Shazam, the superhero, mm-hmm. and a, some uh, one of their kids brought up a counterpoint, and he's like, I like it, I like it. I was like, Wow. A family that likes to have controversy in their discussions. Yes, yeah, not shut, you know. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, wow. Yeah. Now, that's a guy who's into the LGBTQ community. He refers <laughs> to his wife as Latinx. He is woke. He's <laughs> great. But so you know you're in a good foster family when you experience that. But uh, anyway, with Billy Batson, you know, as a kid, he's very like, I would say he's intentionally dislikable like you you're not really super rooting for him because he's kind of a dick um especially to uh his foster brother Freddy who is a crippled Yes
0: <laughs> <laughs> he he's Well guess what Freddy's not dislikable cuz he's a crippled he's dislikable cuz No no, no was... I'm not saying Freddy's
1: dislikable I'm saying Billy's dislikable. No, <laughs> No no I know, I know. but I'm dick. saying
0: I'm saying Freddy's dislikable but it's not because he's a cripple it's cuz he just fucking doesn't shut up
1: Yeah but, but he's a dick to Freddie and he doesn't deserve it that much. I want to know
0: where Freddie get had the money to get the bullet from that was in Superman's body right like the $600 yeah
1: we're, we're bullet that's ended up ends up getting lost in the film but uh, so Billy Batson's kind of a dick as a kid and then when he becomes Shazam, though I think Zachary Levi does a really good job as Shazam. I don't know that As it's being Paul Rudd is Shazam. Yeah. I don't know that it's consistent with the character of Billy Batson. So when he becomes Shazam, he shouldn't become like a, There's nothing com- sh- the There's per- nothing to
0: show that it's like a split personality. It's right. him with imbued with this magical power. He
1: just becomes a, an adult person with good with you know a great figure, a- muscular, toned uh, very handsome man. <laughs> uh, that's, you know, but he, there's no reason why he should, like, change his personality as well. And I would say that, though I think Zachary Levi does a good job, I don't know that Shazam's personality is consistent with Billy Batson throughout the film. It doesn't really make sense that Billy Batson's constantly emo and, you know, moping around. And then he becomes Shazam and he's completely different as a person. And that was one of the biggest um drawbacks that I had with the film, is that I just. I wanted to see, at the beginning of the film, as, as Billy Batson is exploring what it's like to be Shazam, I wanted to see him be sort of the same sort of down, mopey, Eeyore style of like, character. Like, oh, I don't know what the fuck
0: to do. Right, here. yeah,
1: exactly. Like, as you're exploring the powers that you do have, and uh, set to an entire uh, montage of uh, YouTube videos that get yeah. ridiculous amounts of hits. In no time, yeah, it's it's
0: almost as unbelievable as a RoboCop remake of a trillion copies of you know software being sold on day one.
1: Yeah, I did want to see Shazam being a little bit more down to earth, at least at first, until um, the film was able to have Billy Batson have sort of a character epiphany, and I don't think that that takes place. So it's a little bit weird to have. Zachary Levi, so upbeat as Shazam, while uh, Billy Batson, played by Asher Angel, is more down uh, when he's a what kid. What a f- fucking goofball name that! <laughs> yeah, Asher <laughs> Angel. Yeah, they should have, instead of Billy Batson, they should have just used his real name, Asher Angel. That would have been an uh, acceptable comic book character name. That's just, wow. Yeah. But uh, throughout the film, so I, I did what I did like. I like the seven deadly sins in this movie. I like the representation of the seven deadly sins and what they did with uh, like the sort of demonic gargoyle statues. I think that's pretty cool. And one thing that stands out to me about this film is that it does not suffer from the absolutely atrocious CGI of past DC films.
0: Yes. But at the same time, I think the whole kind of concept is very
1: Stephen Wolf bottom of the barrel with like, this is like the, uh, Like blast sort of villain that you would, you know,
0: they're all yeah, very
1: very very, uh,
0: well. Not not only that, but it's all again falls in like Steppenwolf, just like generic like demon figured gargoyle. it's like eh. that was that was Ares, that was Steppenwolf. You know, that was
1: more appropriate for a film like Shazam that's just starting out in the series rather than have it be a Justice League style Steppenwolf because in, in Justice League Steppenwolf is sort of like a very minor character to have as the, your main antagonist whereas in Shazam as you're starting out the film franchise of Shazam you might want to go with a lesser villain
0: well see that's that's the whole point i got to like in the beginning saying like how like you're saying this is going to a great start to the Shazam franchise you can probably only do two maybe three Shazam films before sure. you've ro- again and it's not just because of favoritism and anything, but it's not... Most superhero characters do not... Actually, not, not just most. Almost every superhero does not have the rogues' gallery of, like, fucking either Batman or Superman. Mm-hmm. So, like, doing... You might get two films out of most characters. So you have to, like, in the in-between time before you get to, like, the group vo- movies where you get to face like a big villain you gotta like do more like of uh, like a batman or mm. something because again even though wonder woman's like this oh yeah great character and she's doing so much there's only so many films you can do with her particular rogues gallery before people are like who the fuck's that you know yeah well, And he- if with batman it's gonna take a long time before you get down to the list and it's like we're doing a movie with Batman facing off against the ventriloquist. This is kind of weird, you <laughs> know. Yeah, or kite man or something. You know, or
1: ca- you know, Calendar Man. Yeah, you know. Well, I do, but I, I do agree with that. But I think Shazam starts out okay because I'm not then- saying start start off with Black Adam, right? Because he's. Uh, but
0: I'm saying like in general, it's. They could have chose something that do- doesn't come across as like Stephen Wool as Doomsday as you know because they all, they all look the same, just these gray anamorphous blob demon like creatures. Yeah. So it's it's like it makes me worry. Like when Doomsday finally shows up, what's he gonna be? Just like this fucking gray
1: gargoyle. Yeah. It's gonna look like that looks like shit, you know. I I mean I think that they did okay with Shazam because I think that there's room to room to move from here. I think they can they can. And it seems like they're probably working towards Black Adam for the second <coughs> for a sequel in this franchise. And I think that while I don't love Doctor Savannah as a villain because I think that he's very generic and there's really no characterization to him aside from the fact that his you know he he lived a life where everybody felt like he was the at fault for their problems. Um, I think that it's it's okay enough to be like a secondary character that starts your franchise um, because you know it's not someone that's gonna break your franchise in like where you can't move on from here. I think that they gave enough room where they can move on to a second film in this series and no i
0: i again i agree but i i guess I, I think the problem lies in the fact that it's already been done by your previous films choose something a little bit different it's different than like say like with the amazing spider-man where they started off with the first film being lizard man or yeah whatever it's like yeah it's kind of like a second tier spider-man villain but you know it's it's different it's something new yeah Yeah, this is like a second tier, like third tier, you know, bargain bin villain, but at the same time, it's again, we saw this with Ares. We saw this with Stefan. We saw this with Doomsday. Just gray, bleak, emo looking shit that just does creepy, ghouly things. Yeah. Yeah. Just pick, you know, like I said, I don't know Shazam's rogue gallery outside of Black Adam, but I'm sure there's something out there that would have been different and magical that you could have used. That would have fit, you know, the profile.
1: Yeah. I think that, uh, you know, one of the things that they wait a little bit too long to get into for this film is the um, the other champions, that Shazam... I think that was a wasted opportunity. Yeah.
0: I don't think that should have been the first film. His foster you should fi- have waited? waited. Should, a film, yeah, like a film or two. I don't think having the rest of his... I mean, granted, they all know by the end that he's Shazam... But I don't think that he, the, all, the rest of the champ, you know, the whole happy Marvel family should have been um, anointed with him as, you know, Defenders of Magic at, by
1: the end of this film.
0: Because well, that also makes this the ending of this film drag on for fucking ever.
1: True. It is a long-winded, like, final 30 like, minutes, 40 <laughs> minutes. Very long-winded because the fight and the whole carnival winter carnival scene does like take place for the entirety of the last 40 minutes. yeah like when you it's when when, when you get time. to the
0: temple and like you know Dr. Silvano's like, yes, you gave me the powers There's, you know the wizard say his name, give me the powers and it's like, ah, we're getting near the end like no you still got 40 you know 40 minutes left of
1: yeah. fighting to go on. yeah and I agree too that having all of the champions at one time, Sort of negates the purpose of a movie that's significantly about Shazam, because in this case Shazam, I, I understand the theme of Shazam being more stronger with a family and strong, you know, understanding that you know you need help. I get that. At the same time, though, a solo film about Shazam should probably have him discovering his own interior powers and, and then- facing a facing his villain, and then later on. Have him discover. Okay, wow, I need a team because this know, is I like
0: a group now. Like, because again, like with like, because there's eight of them, right? Like, how do you go on from here on out? Like, making like a two, like every film is gonna be like, fucking three hours long, having like <laughs> eight people crammed in there, you know? Yeah. Like, and, uh, like how do you do like another Shazam film, and then like most of the films about Billy Baston and his problem, and then, like all of a sudden, let me call on my bolster family, you know? To, yeah, it,
1: it does like, take some of the uh, some of the appeal out of Shazam as a character. Because in this case, he is most of the time throughout this movie, helpless against Dr. Savannah, Which is
0: hilarious. It's like, you know, like him like being like a 14 year old
1: kid, you know, like, oh,
0: you know, it's like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Constantly
1: getting smashed by Dr. Savannah, Yeah. And running away. And yeah, it's, I mean, I do, I think that there's room for champions and I think that that's fine that they are going, they were going to do that. But I, I agree that I think that that was probably best suited for uh, another film of, that was like Shazam 2, The Champions mm. or something like that. You know, where he ex- he now understands, okay, I need a team. And, and then it's sort of like a Justice League sort of style where you work in or sort of like Hal Jordan and the Green Lanterns or something like that. where He's part have, of a core. Right, yeah. ha- you have multiples and you sort of left that for a sequel. I think that would have worked better. And it takes way, way, way too long in – shazam to actually get to that point where at that point he's already faced off against the main villain like three times and um it just seems like it it takes a little bit too long i think this we always say this i think we always say this in superhero <laughs> movies but this movie could have easily been cut down it could have been cut down to like a nice brisk Nine hour. hours i don't even know about 90 but i would say an hour and 50 at least I'll say that an over
0: forty-five. Right, I, you, I, you could I, be
1: cutting out that last a lot of,
0: fight sequence. Did not have to be. Yeah. forty fucking minutes of just going on and on and just it just
1: never ends. I, like, however, one area that I would not cut is the really really funny uh, villain delivery from Mark Strong as Doctor Savannah, and he's standing. He's they're bo- both Shazam and Doctor Savannah are in the air, but they're about um, a mile yeah. apart. <laughs> and Dr. Sivan is just saying like, like generic, generic uh, villain things. Like, 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 I will crush your heart and eat your soul.
0: And then going to Shazam, like, what? Can't hear you. You're like a mile away. Like, and he's like,
1: I will, you know, suffer all the plagues of Egypt upon you. And he's like, still can't hear you. Yeah, fuck it. You know, just, yeah. Well, I would say that not all of Shazam's humor lands. That scene in particular is probably one of the best that DC has ever shot, I would say <laughs> throughout all of the all of the DC films, it's probably one of the best scenes. Um, I don't. I wouldn't say that all of DC, all of Shazam's humor hits. No, it's yeah, it hits. very fifty-fifty. Yeah, especially like some of the more some of the aspects with Shazam as the character Shazam work better than Billy Batson as Billy Batson. I I find that there's a discrepancy between my enjoyment of the film when it's Billy Batson versus when Billy Batson is Shazam. No, no you're,
0: you're correct in saying Billy Batson is literally like Tobey Maguire and yeah. Spider-Man 3. Just, he mope, definitely, just just fucking moping around. You know, It one. definitely
1: brings the film down whenever Billy Batson is on scene. Yeah. I don't know if that's particularly Asher Angel's fault or how they wrote the character. No,
0: I don't think it's... I think it's more just how it's written.
1: Yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't blame... Him particularly, but I just think that Billy Batson as a character will bring brings whenever he's on screen, he brings the film down significantly. As a because I think most people too like what are ungrateful little shit. True, true. I mean, I think that well, part of that problem too of him being seeming unlikable and ungrateful is that the film does not really spend that much time after Billy actually finds his mother. That's a very brief moment. That sort of ends and it's just, like, forgotten about. Like, oh, yeah, you have another family. And Billy Bath, I'm like, yeah, that's right, I do. Uh, uh, yeah. So what? That my mom doesn't want me anymore. Yeah, no, he, he's basically like, I got... I'm going to go back to my real family
0: now. The ones I've been dicks to. to oh, oh,
1: Take me back. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, I, it's, just, it's like, just like a very brief and...
0: <laughs> like, imagine if you went back, like, we can do this because we're a family. And they're
1: like, what? Fuck you. you yeah, you, you've been a little shit. <laughs> yeah. We don't really want to be a family anymore. <laughs> no. And it, you're like... They're like, yeah, Walking Dead dad and uh, Latin mom. They just uh, signed some paperwork, and you're going back to yeah, the, just, the yeah, because you ran off, you know.
0: Like again, like yeah, fuck, you know. Yeah, but uh, which they take again, like this just shows how cool they are. They're like, oh, he ran away, you know. He we know he does that. It's okay. He'll come. He'll come back, and we'll open. We'll welcome him back we'll with, a, o- yeah, with open arms, and we'll just you have know, a
1: nice family that loves him. And if he doesn't recognize that, well, that's
0: what can we do you know the whole the whole speech about a home like a, you can make it a whole you know a house a home but it's not a home
1: until they accept it as their home yeah it's like wow great parent deep yeah you know but yeah i would say that so Shazam's mo- best moments are when Zachary Levi is on screen as Shazam the worst moments are when Billy Batson's on screen so there was a, always a time where when you know he yells shazam to change back into billy Batson. and i was like kind of dreading it i was like oh, because he
0: just comes off too as like kevin mccallister running around from like in, yeah like, home alone too just like like i'm just expecting him at any moment like at the winter carnival running around like running to fucking pigeon lady and be like, ah!
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the other problem with uh having all these champions that are super jacked uh is that I know that a lot of these kids are gonna have some serious self image <laughs> issues after they grow up and they're like, Why don't you know, they're when they grow up they're gonna end up being like super schlubs and then they're gonna be like, I'm not gonna live my life like this. Well one the of them a kid, she's going off to college. That's true. Great what? yeah. Yeah, why don't like Mary like, is, like, why do they even have to have like superhero
0: Mary? You could have just shoved her in a fucking. Yeah, that's true. Like, beefed she's not, up. Yeah, she's beefed. not
1: even like she's
0: seventeen.
1: Yeah, she's old enough to be her own superhero. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like I said, I think they're gonna have some serious self-image issues, and that at a certain point they're just gonna be like constantly in Shazam mode. Now, my question is, like, do
0: they have to have Billy around and get all together to the staff to, to and, and say Shazam? Shazam, or can they all now say just Shazam and they turn into their champion form? I don't know. That's a, it's a
1: question. I don't they,
0: know. they didn't really explain that. By the way, when, when Billy meets um, Shazam, the wizard, who's losing his power, I'm losing my powers, Billy, and I need you to grab my staff and say my name. Like, I just wanted him so bad to yell, like, Rumpelstiltskin! Yeah. You know, like what's my name, Billy? Di- yeah,
1: Digimon. It's just like I, Hansu. And if you don't, if you don't get it right in three tries, I get to steal your soul. You know? <laughs> just, yeah. But uh, so, what did you think of the CGI? Because we've had we we've talked a lot about DC movies and how they're and how CGI. They have yeah, really sucks, terrible but... CGI. What do you think about this? One? It's
0: fine. Yeah. Outside I'm sorry the seven deadly sins I like I said, cuz they just they just look like gray blo- gargoyle statue blobs that we've seen been there done the That was
1: pretty good, you know. It's not too bad. Um, the cityscape scenes looked pretty good. They yeah. definitely did not have the green screen effect of some of the other um DC films.
0: You know, they I I mean, I've long accepted that these films will never have nowhere near the CGI as the Marvel films cuz they got fucking ILM. Working for him, so I you'll, think this is close though. You'll never, you'll never come close to Doctor Strange. Yeah, but I think this is all you can hope for is to be adequate and tone down the grayscale.
1: This is a good, good. Uh, I would say a clone of a Marvel Marvel CGI film. They do a pretty good job here. Well, because it's a clone of a Marvel film, it's Ant Man, Spider Man. True, and they could fl- and, and they easily follow a lot of the same beats. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. But at the same time, it does end up being a good DC movie because of that. And I think that they did a good job with the CGI here. And I really, you know, I like that they took into account most people complaining about a lot of fight scenes taking place in like fucking fire and
0: brimstone and
1: sparks flying all over the place and you can't see what the hell is happening. In this film, well, the ending does take place at night, but at the same time, yeah. uh, there we do get a day fight scene. It's so, a lot yeah. clearer in this film what's going on, and there's not a lot of like, there's not all of that obstruction oh, on your the scene. Son, yeah, no, you're because I and I feel like they used a lot of that obstruction in other DC films to because hide. Those, they didn't have the CGI. They probably looked at it like, uh, we can't fucking right. Yeah, we can't, we, can't we gotta <laughs> we gotta put stuff yeah. on there because it looks too plain otherwise. So I I like that they took that into consideration when making this movie. Yeah, no, I I agree. I it's definitely one of the better looking DC films. And I will say too that I don't think that Zachary Levi is that ripped. I think it's all suit, but the suit makes everybody look Fucking fantastically ripped, codpiece it, well, and all. It's like yeah. yeah, I mean I want one for myself, just to like walk around like. So you'd be, like, you'd be like SpongeBob and have yeah. like
0: anchor arms. Yeah, you know? exactly. They're not yeah. real
1: muscles; they're blown up muscles. That's right. Yeah, that's what I, I want. One of those suits for myself, just walking around. I would just for the cod piece. Like, hey, ladies. Yeah,
0: it's not real.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's all uh, illusion, magic trick. Get it, Shazam. It's, it's 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 good though. Um, what what else did we touch on? What, what is- did you
0: think about the? I I really enjoyed the whole convenience store scene.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's like probably another one of those best scenes that works with just because that's something, that's something like it. a
0: fourteen-year-old would do. Like, hi, I want your finest beer.
1: Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. and like,
0: so over so, yeah, you know, yeah, and then they get it and they drink it for the first time. And like, this just oh, tastes like barf. And then they come out with a shit ton of like Slim Jims and three.
1: Yeah, and energy drinks. Yeah. I think that's probably the other best scene in this film for comedy. Because a lot of, like, the the 14, like, the literal 14-year-old comedy, Billy Batson comedy, yeah. doesn't work that well. And some of it seems particularly mean-spirited. Like, the whole bully sequences seem Dude, to take Bul- it way too far. Bulk and Skull is, like, they're murderers. Yeah. They're the, they're the kids
0: from It and Dairy. like... Fucking riding yeah. up in their Ford F one fifty Raptor and like fucking hitting the kid, the yeah. crippled kid, and everyone's like, "Oh, they're just bullying." Yeah, the it's bullying. Like, it's like no one's called. Like hey, they tried to commit, you know, vehicular manslaughter here. The bullying
1: is like n- definitely not what you would consider, you know, light-hearted. Oh, they gave him a wedgie most of the time. Although they do mention a briefcase wedgie, but for the mo- what we see on screen with the bullies is really sort of dark. And, like, very serious, and you would think that teachers would be sort of concerned that one of those kids is going to turn into a Columbine shooter. (laughs) Uh, But the rest of the comedy with, like, Shazam is much more lighthearted, like the convenience store scene, and I think it works really well. But I was a little bit concerned with the PG-13 bullying that was going on in here and I mean, ramping, that is, ramping that, it. That up is, I
0: guess that is uh, toned down bullying for modern day. Because right, mo- modern, right. you know, modern day bullying leads to mass shootings. Yeah,
1: but at the same, time... <laughs> that's case, gonna be the sequel to Shazam. Yeah, like Sh- Shazam, <laughs> take, take Shazam it. school shooting. Yeah, <laughs> I that that was definitely. I was very surprised at the s- severity of uh, bullying in this film, but. I guess it's couched in real life. Um, you know what I was thinking? Uh, the uh, little girl who plays um Darla Faith Herman, she would be a very good Moon Girl from the Moon Girl and um whatever that dinosaur is, Moon Girl and uh, dinosaur, whatever it's called. <laughs> yes, I, the the Marvel series. I don't. Um, Moon Knight. Well, it's based on that, but it's Moon Girl and Eyes. dinosaur, whatever the fuck it is. Ugh. But she would make a very good Moon Girl as as she gets older a little bit. That that thought crossed my mind. So, agents, give me a call. I got other ideas. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, I think that's about it. Like the the music doesn't really stand out. It's just to me, definitely just, like just big in superhero re- music and threw in random. Pop songs. At yeah. least it's not as pronounced as uh, DC other DC movies. Although they do get Queen in here. Yeah, that was um, that was a. Uh, That's the the YouTube Ill, montage. I Ill, think right. Ill placed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Which again, the whole YouTube montage pisses me off. Oh yeah, just uploaded the video and it got a bit. YouTube has very serious algorithms these days. Not some. Some kid
1: uploading the, a video. Is the not, one thing that stood out to me <laughs> is that no video is uploading at like 1% per second. That's that's absolutely asinine. YouTube definitely does not <laughs> well, allow that like, sort of upload. I was speed. they got like Google Fiber Optics down yeah, in right. Philadelphia. That, like, that is, uh, does not happen. That does not happen.
0: Yeah, I'm like, we, we don't have that up here. Yeah. I was thinking too, I was really hoping they'd mention like Captain Marvel. Yep. Yeah because they kept saying like Captain Finger, you know, you want, yeah, Finger you Twinkle. twinkle. Them to, I, like, I, oh, like I'm, I'm how assuming, about like how about Captain Marvel?
1: I'm, ah, that's I'm stupid. assuming that's definitely a a copyright thing that they they just literally could not. You could do it as a... it's a parody. I don't know. I don't it's know. It's a joke. The one thing they do, I mean, they get in a bunch of DC references though, which is kind of nice. I like Batman, that they boomerang uh, I, I like that they get those in there because they're not they were still saying yes, we have a connected universe, but we're not they like, both, and,
0: they're, and they're not retards. Like, what do you mean? A superhero is running around? Like,
1: oh, we got our own superhero? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. There's no like, there's. No, it's not like it's out of ordinary for these. It's people. accepted now. Yeah. Um. Which
0: I I got two. Pro- I got a problem.
1: One is the, they're all like,
0: hey Shazam, wow, hey yeah, fuck Shazam, you're so cool and awesome. Didn't we just have like two movies ago? With, like everyone in Congress and the nation, like. Is Superman Jesus and doing too much?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, we got True. magical we got magic Superman in Philadelphia now though and it's all hunky-dory don't, no, you know no one gives a damn. It's just magical Superman kind of acts like a goof though. True. No, I got so like was it after the end of like Stephen Wolf? you know getting beaten like they weren't questioning like do we need Superman? Is Superman too powerful.
1: Yeah, everybody's uh, very that happy whole... to see Superman in this movie too. Yeah, because he does make that cameo right at the end. And you know, is it Henry Cavill? Is it? Which, not? by the way, like well, how'd that happen? Does
0: Superman like like Hey, good job, fly fly around and meet Shazam? Did Shazam go to Metropolis to find Superman? Like, how'd that happen?
1: No idea. He uh, he just knows everything.
0: Well, what, well, he, like I said it would make more sense for. Superman to track him down. Because
1: maybe he's keeping it like
0: listening like as he's like fucking flying around the earth and fucking Lois Lane, like no nah, he's got it under control.
1: But uh, the bigger question is, was it Henry Cavill at the end? I no, I don't know. I'm assuming so. that it was not. I think it was a mustache issue. And I think that What are they gonna do now? No, nah, I'm just kidding. is is he still Superman?
0: Um, I'm not I don't know. That's a good question actually. Because, I mean Ben Affleck is gone. That's a good question. Like w- again, which what is squandered? Squandered opportunity. I believe- somebody, somebody, nobody thought would be good as Batman. You're kind of—he's like, he's not that bad. He's one of the few good things about them uh, now. Because everything was fucking crap from the get go. Now he's like, fuck this.
1: Yeah, I believe- I'm going. I'm going
0: to rehab.
1: <laughs> I believe that Henry Cavill is still part of the universe as Superman. Just thinking, but about it. in he, Shazam, he was not.
0: I say, just think about it, he's been Superman for 10 years now.
1: Yeah, but can you really count that? He was Superman in one movie, and that, that no. took a long time. And then. Man of Steel?
0: Batman yeah, maybe
1: Superman? No, 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 but I mean. In Man of Steel, like, there was really no plans at that point. So do you really count that as part of the timeline? I, d- I don't. Man of Steel is part of it. I-, I know that Man of Steel is technically part of do the Do I think it universe, should be? No. But do but- I really say that he's been Superman for a decade when there was such a long time frame between Super- uh, Man of Steel and... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know
0: about I don't that. On a technicality, yeah. I guess, and, and again, it's unfortunate. I think at this point, might as well just reboot Superman and Batman. They probably should, yeah. Just like you know, have it already in great no or so you don't have to suffer an- another fucking origin story. No, I agree. I just mean, you know, the
1: Batman definitely needs to reboot Batman as someone else. Oh, they can't go with a Batman. The Batman. I hate that
0: because yeah. anytime I think of the Batman, it's always like the animated Batman shows that ha- are more kind of like uh, not, they're not bad. But they're kind of like more goofy. Mm-hmm. Like the Brave and the Bold. Yeah, Like the Batman, the Brave and the Bold. That's what we need. A Brave and the Bold style series Batman movie. Be like Shazam. Just kind of goofy off the walls. Yeah. Be great.
1: They'd fuck it up. Should we give Shazam a rating? <clears throat> Excuse you. Yeah, thank you. I guess. Alright. Um... I got to think of one. Um, out of ten I got to think
0: of one. You got anything? You got one. Gino's Steaks oh, lunch yeah,
1: bag. Yeah. Out of G- ten, ten Gino Steaks doggy bags. I don't even know what Gino Is that real?
0: I don't Gino know. don't Steaks? I've, I've never been to Philly so I couldn't I tell never you. I either.
1: Gino Steaks. Is it real? <laughs> I'm sure... <laughs> Yeah, it is. Okay. It's a real place. Gino Steaks, you've got new followers. (sighs) Is it in in Philly, though? Yeah. 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 Philadelphia. I don't know. Nice little real world touch.
0: Yeah. Uh, Chen. The 10 Gino Steaks doggy bags. Which that was a total dick move. Sealing his sandwich and fries. He's a kid who lives on the street, he doesn't have any food. Yeah, he doesn't fucking need it. That cop does. He worked hard. <laughs> bit By the way, dumbest fucking cops in the world, too. True. Where is it? Where are you? It's hiding back there. Where? Dirt, yeah. you know. Yeah, that is true. They got a promotion afterwards. Don't, <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Um, I'll give it a 6 out of 10. Okay. It's enjoyable. It's probably, at this point, probably my favorite DC film. It's probably I would probably I enjoy this more than Wonder Woman. I would say um, I do appreciate its goofy, lighthearted tone. It's definitely something in vain of like Guardians of the Galaxy, Ant Man, or uh, the Spider Man, New Spider Man movies. Yeah, um, even though it's a total kind of beat for beat, story wise, character wise, and humor wise, rip off of like the Ant Man and Spider Man films. If you can't do better, imitate, mm-hmm. and I'll—I'd rather take a second-rate imitation from them than them trying to do their own pissy little emo shit that's just plodding, brooding, and goes fucking nowhere. Um, I do think Zachary uh, Levi is really enjoyable, even though he does come across as a Paul Rudd impersonator. I'm fine with that because, as you both, as everyone should know by now, if you listen to the podcast often. We're both big Paul Rudd fans and love him dearly. So again, if you can't get you know get someone imitate um, the jokes, constant barrage. It's like a nonstop barrage of humor. Therefore, it's not everything's gonna hit, and it's very 50-50 with the humor. Some things are really funny. Some things t- fall totally flat. Um, definitely the least important. Uh, least enjoy. F- uh, enjoying moments of the film is when we are with Billy Baston as himself um, and I don't think that's Asher Angel's fault I think he does a fine job as the character but at the same time it, you're right the juxtaposition between who he is as himself and then who he is as a Shazam is totally different I mean, I can see how, like, a 14-year-old would have, like, like a change in personality when he gets imbued with the powers and doesn't know what the fuck to do with themselves. Like, it's like the first time you fucking find your dick and you're like, like oh, hey, you know, fun! Uh, so it's... But at the same time, it's so different because he's so brooding one moment and then, like, woo You know. Yeah. Um, so the character consistency is not there. Um Doc, Matt Mark Strong is Dr. Silvana Though enjoyable and playing a parody and enjoying himself playing a parody of like, you know, a generic villain. I think the fact that it is the whole seven though the seven deadly sin idea is interesting. I think it's just executed poorly and falls in the range of like Stephen Wolf and Ares and other past DC villains of being just gray generic, bland take over the world of course villains Um, but overall I do enjoy it and I'd like to see where they go Uh, and I do think as we said the whole adding the foster family as the rest of the champions is kind of a missed opportunity because that's kind of cutting your legs off you know for future you know future things to do story wise it's kind of like in uh, Batman v Superman then breaking out doomsday it's like you really you don't need to Mm. That's something for later, and you just you you just ruined it.
1: Yeah, I would probably give this one a seven out of ten. I did enjoy it, and I would say that I probably like this one the most out of all of the DC films as well. Um even over Wonder Woman. I think that it it's a little bit more fun than Wonder Woman. Um has more a better uh I would say like better CGI, more grounded in reality. And I think that works well to this film's advantage. Um, like you said, it's very much akin to a Spider-Man movie or an Ant-Man movie. They, like, totally, like, again, like, even like, even like even
0: the end credits, Ramones. Yeah. Cartoon drawings on a notepad. Yeah. It's like... The whole, the
1: whole bus <laughs> sequence of it falling off the freeway and Shazam saving it is straight out of Spider-Man. It's, like, the exact scenario it was, of Spider-Man. It's making me even think of, uh, the toby mcguire spider-man right exactly with, with like, the, like the subway you know yeah yeah it's straight <laughs> like, of spider-man like... and it's so they really went back to a lot of what worked well for those films those types of films and i think it was in their best interest as well because like you said again even if you're going to copy something at least you're going to copy something good so you know you're making something that should be at least
0: maybe Adequate. not as
1: good but fairly good um, and not really suffer from the same mishaps that some of the other DC films have had. So I think it was a really good idea all around with Shazam. I am excited. You wouldn't really. I, I wouldn't expect myself to say this, but I'm excited to see a sequel to Shazam. I would like. I want to see what he's like hanging around
0: Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman. Yeah, like like because he's going he's going to be like Ant Man in Civil War, like Captain America. Right. Like wow. Because he's a 14-year-old. He's going to be like, holy shit, super
1: bad yeah, what, what, I definitely. You- I don't want to see a, a Justice League with Shazam, but I want to see a Shazam with some of the Justice League, if that makes sense. No,
0: I would like, I would. Like, I'd like to see him in the Justice League. Well, I'm not again, saying I don't because want... Because from what we saw in the Justice League film and this, he does a much better job in the role of what the Flash does in the Justice League than the Flash does. Because well, the Flash in the Justice League is, again, like, he's supposed to be like, I, I'm going to be like Superman. Now it's like, I mean, like Spider-Man. It's like, fuck that. We, B- Billy's better,
1: you know? Well, what I'm saying is that I don't want to see a Justice League 2 anytime soon because I don't think they're ready for it. But I would like to see a, sequ- a sequel to Shazam with the Justice League in it so that he can meet them. I think that would be... Release more, some of them, more, yeah. yeah. Or I think it would be more effective than having an entire release, like a sequel to Justice League. I don't, I don't think they're ready for that, and I would rather them focus on individual characters a little bit more. So I, I I'm surprised, but I'm saying I want to see a Shazam sequel. I think they're leading up to it, and they're doing a good job with that um, post credit scene. And uh, you know, I'm excited to see where it goes from here. And I think DC is. I want to know what the, the right fuck track. that little
0: worm thing is. I like, don't know it. Yeah. I when like Not the, familiar. the way the way the voice was talking, I'm like, is that Brainiac? Because mm. it sounded like like robot, like you monkey, uh, you yeah. know. It's yeah. like I'm like Brainiac. Yeah, I don't know. Because that'd be like you know, I mean, like if they were to like do like two more Justice League films, right? Justice League Two could be like with Brainiac, and then Justice League Three finally Dark Side. Mm-hmm. You know, finally you know building to all of that. Even though my heart's set on a Justice League. uh, film with Gorilla Grodd in it. I I know that's not going to happen. <laughs> <You
1: know? laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean I'm I definitely am excited to see where this goes and I think that they they have done a good job setting it up. And I'm surprised but DC has actually managed to put out a good solid film that can start their franchises they were looking to do.
0: I'm hoping like uh Zack Snyder was kind of like snooping around the set and someone told, shoot him away like no. Yeah, go
1: go over there. Make this it, one's too bright and happy. for You know, shoot. Sh- 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 yeah, the the only uh, input he had was the bullies. Like your bullies are way too nice. They need to be fucking running. It's a homicide ru- running again, cripples down again. again, <laughs> again like can... I
0: said, it's like Stephen King. Like yeah. you know, like every. Uh, it wasn't set in Philadelphia. It was set in Derry. Yeah. This <laughs> this is it too. Yeah. This is it chapter two. Um. But no, like I, I, like, I, I'm excited. Who's you? And I would like, and you know, I think it's gonna be really hard for the. I do think it's possible, but I do think even still with this be, again, like with like Wonder Woman and this being like a fo- like on like the right track. I think Aquaman was too convoluted for its own fucking sake to be something on the right track. Mm. But I think they can get there. But at the same time, it's like there's like so much damage being done. I don't think everything's totally salvageable. Yeah, I I think even like getting to like a grandiose, dark you know like Infinity War style Justice League film against like like a two part fuck with like going up against like Dark Side at this point, it's gonna take so long to get there. Marvel is probably gonna be fucking off doing something totally different. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think it's especially now that they own the rights to X Men, and Fantastic Four. Yeah. Because they merged with 20th Century Fox. So, like, now, like, once, like, Infinity War is over with, like, some of the ones that didn't get, like, a big chance to shine, like Doctor Strange and stuff, they can get their other own stuff, but, like, Iron Man can retire, Captain America can retire, and then we can start getting, like, X-Men, Fantastic Four, and, like, you know, leading up to a new, you know, because the New Avengers is a series of different Avengers, so you can have, like, you know, the next Avengers line be the New Avengers,
1: yeah, they're definitely on the right track.
0: I'm not even a fucking comic book geek, and I can map this shit out better than these <laughs> assholes. It's not again. It's not,
1: not rockets. Right I'm not. Gonna, gonna get angry again. So, uh, so next week the plan is to do Pet Cemetery back to back. That's right. So we'll hopefully, it, hopefully, it won't be pulled out of theaters by then. Yeah. So we'll be back next week with uh, Pet Cemetery.
0: I'll give you. I'll give you a hint on the review. Ten out of ten. John Lithgow in it. <laughs> Um, it's why Third Rock from the Sun's best, uh, best sitcom of all time? Yeah. John Lithgow's in it. Why the best season of Dexter? Is
1: John Lithgow. So um, we'll be back next week. You can catch us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, what have you, for podcasts. We're on um, all of those.
0: And before too, you give uh the usual roundup on where to locate us. Just want to say and put this out there for everyone to know. Once again, when it comes to March Madness, I am the champion. <laughs> and beat Ryan once again. Yeah. And I don't even watch anymore.
1: Yeah.
0: That's my victory lap, putting it on the podcast. There you go. Beating you in the brackets again. You pulling Democrats and like bitching about the Electoral College, you bitching about ESPN, they just don't wait the first round enough. They don't. They don't. Because right. all you got to do is get the national champion Continue right. Continue to say that, yeah. you just got to get... So, stop picking Duke and so Gonzaga and pick the good schools with solid seniors. That's what wins. Teams with seniors. Yeah.
1: Not the team with Zion and the shoes blowing out. <laughs> so, uh, we're on iTunes to cheer podcast, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever you used for podcasts, we're on it. So, uh, subscribe to us, leave us a nice review. Uh, we're on Facebook at slash blood and black rum podcast. We're on Twitter at blood and black rum. We have an email address at blood and black rum podcast at gmail.com. So you can write to us and let us know what you want us to cover, whatever you like on the show, what you don't like. And we'll take that into consideration. Um, so hopefully you'll come back to listen to us next week as we talk about the Pet Cemetery remake. And we'll see you soon.
0: Take care.